Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Have you found the third chapter of Acts? Here, Peter was preaching uh, in Solomon's porch. As a result, this was a a portico that ran alongside the the temple. It's part of the temple grounds. And uh, when the lame man who had been healed, uh, you know, jumped and danced and ran into the temple praising and thanking God, it got everybody's attention. And so uh, it says in verse 11, Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people, that is the Jewish people that were there around the temple, ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us? as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his holy prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. I'll stop right there. And I want to point out the fact that uh, in its primary context, Peter is preaching to the men of Israel the children of Israel, the the Jewish people of his day. One of the most fundamental precepts of Bible interpretation is to ask these three questions. Who's talking? Who are they talking to? And what are they talking about? If we just ask those three questions, that would would cure a lot of misinformation and, and misapplication of the word of God. So we know that Peter is preaching. He's the one doing the talking. He's talking to the unsaved house of Israel. He's talking to the Jewish people at the temple who were responsible for crying out, give us uh, 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 Barabbas and, and, and crucify Christ. 
So he's talking to them. That's what he's, and, that's, and that's what he's talking about. He's talking about what had happened. But in this passage, he, he transitions from what has happened to what can happen and, and to what the will of God is. And there's another rule of Bible interpretation, and that is the rule of, of double reference. And that's simply, and we see this countless times throughout the Bible. There are many times we see uh, passages, particularly in the Old Testament, where God is obviously talking through the prophets through the, to the people of that particular day, and he has a message for them uh, concerning their time and what they were involved in and what was going on. But there's often a double reference to the things of the church age. We see that all through the Old Testament. And that's why there's so many Old Testament scriptures quoted in the New Testament and applied to New Testament life. Now, we don't walk under the law of the Old Testament, but there are a lot of types and shadows, a lot of things that are said that were really, the Bible says they were said to them, they were said for us. So that's the law of double reference. In this passage, too often uh, Bible scholars, let me, can I say this to you? This will help you. When you're, when you're reading on the internet or reading a book or, or you know, the internet is, is the greatest source of misinformation in the world. But I've noticed that commentators uh, who, who live in, in a strict uh, uh, in a strict interpretation of uh, explaining away everything that's supernatural. You'll find that, that, that people either say anything that's a blessing that belongs to us today other than our basic salvation, our basic new birth, which is the foundation of everything's most fundamental. We all agree on that. But there are blessings in addition to that. And there are, but, but, but it seems like mainline commentators who aren't open to other things, they either... They either uh, uh, ascribe all of the blessings to either time past, that doesn't belong to us today, that belonged to them back then. Back in the old, that belonged to the Old Testament, that doesn't belong to us today. Or they push it off into heaven and say, well, that doesn't bless, belong to us today, it'll belong to us when we get to heaven. And, and it robs the church of the blessing we're supposed to enjoy today. Now, we have to rightly divide the word, but, but very often that's not done. This is one of those cases. Because commentators will say, now, Peter was preaching to the Jews and he was preaching about uh, the fact that they had uh, called for the crucifixion of the Lord and Peter is preaching uh, condemnation and judgment on them and he was, he was blaming them pretty, pretty powerfully. And then this promise has to do with uh, the very... Uh, end of the age. It jumps way ahead. It doesn't have anything to do, the promise doesn't have anything to do with today. But that's not uh, what you would believe if you read this real closely. Because this not only is a promise to these, these people, it was not only a, a something that happened in the past, and it wasn't just looking forward to the distant future, it was looking forward to a future that they could have at any moment. It was something that could come to pass in their life. Because he said, 
but those things which, verse 18, those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his holy prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore. That's the response. You see, if you repent, you'll get in on what God's doing now. And that's not just true for them, that's true for you. That's true for me, that's true for the church. He said, repent therefore and be converted. That simply means be changed. Come around to what God's doing. Amen. That your sins may be blotted out. Now notice that so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, if this was just talking about something that applied to them that day and doesn't apply to us today, it would have said so that the time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent, be converted so that your sins will be blotted out so the time or a time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, but that's not what it says. It says so that times Plural, times, that's not just one time. That's, a, that's, that's repeated occasions of, of refreshing. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Well, we're in a time of refreshing. I'm talking about this church right here. We're in a time of refreshing. It has come from the presence of the Lord. Say, so well, you know, is it just in God's sovereignty that he decided, you know, in his vast uh, uh, eternal wisdom to just to, just to show uh, and, and bring a time of refreshment? No, it comes as a result of, of repenting and being converted. Not just repenting of being lost and in, in, in sins and that sense, but just repenting of, of, of not believing God. The word repent in its most fundamental meaning means a change of mind. And, and all of us need to repent from time to time. Whenever, anytime you look to the Bible and the Spirit of God shows you something that you haven't been doing, that you haven't seen, that you haven't been acting on, that's a time for repentance. That's a time for, oh yes, Lord, I see that. Forgive me, Lord. I'm gonna walk in the light of what you've just shown me. That's repentance. Well, times of repentance and, and, and changing our minds and being converted and turning to the Lord in ever greater degree has brought more and more times of refreshing. We're in a time of refreshing right now and it's from the presence of the Lord. Don't miss out. Don't sit here and miss out on it. Any, anything that humans do on a regular and recurring basis can become mundane. Anything can become automatic. It can become thoughtless. It, be, it can become uh, just, uh, just habit. And the, and the good and, and often the wonder and the beauty and the, and the, and the joy of that thing can be lost simply because we don't stir ourselves up 
and reconsider the fact that what we're doing or whatever the event is or whatever the, the, the circumstances of life uh, are that we're involved in, that this is, this is a good thing. We need, to, we need to appreciate the moment. Well, as the church, we need to, to understand that we're in a time of refreshing and every time we come in here, we have to stir ourselves up. Get a hold of yourself by the nape of the neck and say, now listen here, buddy, you're gonna get into this service and you're gonna quit thinking about tomorrow and yesterday and and everything else. You're gonna get your mind on God. You're gonna receive from God. You're gonna worship. You're gonna be in, you're just gonna, you're gonna get everything God has for us. Every, I have to do that. I'm the pastor. It's just as easy for me to get in a rut as it is for anybody else. A church rut. How many of you are down in a church rut? Let me look over those pews and see if there's anybody in a rut. (laughs) No, it's easy to get into a rut. Anybody can do it. Everybody. Let me put it that way. Everyone has a tendency to do that. And this is, is too important to just come to church, just sashay in church just you know with your little attitudes and thinking that you've done God a favor for even showing up (laughs) amen I mean God ought to be really appreciative that I even got out of bed today no, no, that's not the right attitude. We need to stir ourselves up and realize that God is moving and we're going to get everything he has for us individually and as a church, as a congregation. Amen. Now, sometimes, I remember my, I remember my wife telling me that, you know, when we, when we were backslidden, uh, we were both back. So I came back to the Lord, got back in the fellowship of the Lord. I had been, uh, I, had, I had not demonstrated a lot of stability up to that point. So she was leery at first that I, you know, this, what's, what's he doing? This is just a phase, you know. But after a while, it became evident that I had really gotten a hold of God. She struggled. I didn't know it at the time, but she struggled with thinking, Edwin has, has moved ahead in the things of God and I've been left behind and I'll, I'll never be able to catch up. I, you know, and it, that hindered her for a while because she felt like, well, you know, I'm, I've been left behind. I was sitting on the sidelines and, and, you know, my husband's gone ahead and what part can I have? What do I have to say? He, you know, he knows more about the Bible now than, and he knows more about the movies, but I, what can I do? I'll, I'll not catch up. That's a lie. It was a lie then and it's a lie now. Don't let that happen to you in this church. Don't come to church thinking, well, you know, this congregation is moving ahead and I haven't really been where, where I should be and I haven't really done what I should have done and I haven't really prayed enough. And the devil will always tell you you haven't prayed enough. He'll always tell you you'll never pray enough or read enough to, 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 to get the devil to pat you on the back. <laughs> Amen. That's the truth. Well, you know, I don't measure up and the church is moving forward and I just... You know, I just kind of feel left out. Shake that off. Shake it off. 
Say, no, I'm, you're a part of this family. You're a part of what God's doing. All you have to do is just turn to him and say, okay, God, take me on. Just take me on. I'm ready. Glory to God. I repent. I'll be converted. I'm going to receive the, from, the, from the time of refreshing that's going on right now. And you can get right in the middle of it. Glory to God. Don't be an outsider. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have to wade way out where I want to go. There's a lot to be said, and I don't have a, too much time this morning. But thank God for Sunday nights. Amen. Glory to God. We may be one of the few churches in town that has Sunday night service, but I wouldn't give it up for anything. Amen. You know, I was listening to some, to some recordings this week from, from the early 80s, and then in, in different preachers were talking about different things, and, and different ones were talking about, you know, their Sunday night services and what God was doing. And I'm thinking, to most of the church world today, they don't even know what that is. Almost nobody has church on Sunday nights. Everybody used to have church on Sunday nights. That doesn't reflect a church in revival. That reflects a church in decline. Fewer church services. (laughs) Seriously, I'm sure the Holy Spirit has led all those churches now. Do not meet together again twice on the same day. That wouldn't be good. No, the Holy Spirit's not going to lead that way. Well, praise the Lord. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Well, glory. Uh, He says, repent, therefore be converted. That's something we can do. Just like they could, we can. That your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before. Well, He goes on to say that heaven has received him until the times of restoration of all things, uh, which God spoke by, all, by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. This has to do all the, all, all the things that the prophets spoke concerning Christ. To go back to verse number 18, says the same thing. But these things which God foretold by the mouth of all his holy prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. So Jesus, these people saw Jesus hang on a cross, these Jews. They were largely responsible for it because they had cried out that a murderer be be released and that Jesus be crucified. Away with him, crucify him. Uh, But on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead and, and, and Peter and the rest of the apostles and the other uh, people that saw him, Mary and different ones and went, you know, that, that went to the tomb and saw that it was empty and then he appeared to them. They were witnesses. He's alive. We've seen him. But then he was called away into heaven. Well, he's not saying just to the Jews, just repent uh, and that he may send Jesus Christ at the time of the restoration of all things. He'll send Jesus Christ to you today. 
Christ is available. He comes into the heart and the life of anybody today. Yes, Jesus bodily went into heaven and he will bodily return. But in the meantime, he's in me. Oh, glory to God. He's in you. He's here. He's here. Jesus said, if two of you uh, agree and, and, and come together in my name, he said, I'm in the midst of you. So though he's up there, he's here. He said, Pastor, explain that. I can't. I don't even, I don't even feel the need to try to explain it. It's just true because I know what it means. I know what it means to have him on the inside. So you can, yes, uh, he will send Jesus at the end time, but he'll send him now, spiritually in our hearts. So repent. Be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before. Hallelujah. Whom heaven must receive. Now notice this. Until the times of restoration. Notice that the word times is plural there. Times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets, that is, things concerning Christ, since the world began. The church has been, we think about uh, the, the Reformation back in the you know, 1500s when, and even before then, you know, when the printing press was, was invented and uh, Tyndale and different ones, you know, begin to have the uh, uh, translate and actually publish the Bible in the language of the people. That that hadn't happened for hundreds of years. That was a time of restoration, putting the Word of God back into the hands of people, and that was that was a time of restoration. And then when Martin Luther, you know, uh, uh, nailed his ninety-five theses to the wall of the chapel. That started another time of restoration and and the truths of salvation by grace through faith. These things had been clouded up and and, uh, perverted by the the state church, the Roman church. They had added all kinds of things into, uh, added all kinds of things to the Bible. Man's traditions and rules and, and, and really in, in effect had created a, a, a new law. Had to do all of these acts of penance and all of these things in order to be forgiven. All, all of that was contrary. It wasn't in the Bible. A time, of, a time of, of, of restoration came and truth was restored. And since that time, there have been restorations times of restorations, other truths being revealed. Not not revealed in the sense that extra to the Bible, but truths from the Bible that had just been forgotten. And and there was no light, no understanding because of the dullness of people's hearts and and their backslidden condition. And God has been sending times of restoration. Before Jesus returns, there will be full restoration of the power of Christ, the character of Christ, the love of Christ, the unity of Christ. 
Well, in order for times of restoration to come, there has to be times of refreshing. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. I tell you, church, we're, we're in a time. We're in a time of, 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 of both a time of refreshing and a time of restoration. Because there are things that need to be restored. There's, there are understandings that people of, of old have had. Things that people have seen uh, and, and understood about the realm of the spirit that we need to see again. And God is taking us on. Glory to God. So, so don't, don't think that, you're, that you can't get in on it. Don't think it's for somebody else. It's for every single person here today. All of it is for you. Glory to God. Everything God has. Everything. God has is for you. He's no respecter of persons other than in the sense the Bible says he respects his people above everybody else. But among his people, there's no respecter. But, on, but the flip side, like I said, is in, in relation to the world in general, God highly re, uh, favors his people. Amen. Above all others. He intends for us to walk in blessing, in fullness, but we, and I'll get into this later, we, we have to be good stewards. We have to be good stewards of the blessing because God is pouring out his, his power and his glory for, for reasons that go beyond our, our mere spiritual edification. As rich and full and wonderful as that is and as, and as right it is, as it is, there are other reasons. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Did you get anything out of this today? Glory to God. I'm glad I came home. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've been looking forward to being here. I tell you, I, you know, everybody enjoys a vacation. But I miss it when I'm not here. Glory to God. I miss my church family. Hallelujah. God has so blessed us. Hallelujah. Thank God. Why don't we just stand up? Praise the Lord. And just lift our hands and just thank him for his goodness. Glory to God. Father, we love you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we honor you, Father. We honor you, Lord Jesus. And we honor the Holy Spirit. Yield ourselves to him and to his presence and to what the Spirit is saying to the church. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're your people, Father. We're your children. We're your sheep, Lord Jesus. We belong to you. And we trust the Holy Spirit to take the things that are of you and share them and teach them and speak them to us. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. 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 Jesumbra kahavedere, mengila bahastunga simbakade, jemba kadele ijisabakast kenavu simbra kasere, averebeke, zonzibra agasonete, jastingra agele kustemestima, esdikra esse vasimiande kidare. Did I not say that my glory would fill the earth?
and that the knowledge of the Lord would abound throughout the nations. And a man would not ask, ask his neighbor and say, come, know the Lord, for all would know me from the least unto the greatest. That time is coming, but you're living in the days where these things are beginning. And the church is called in this hour to be a voice and a witness and to allow the presence of God a place to express himself and to move and to manifest the glory and the knowledge of the Lord. Yes, great days are coming, but great days are here. Yes, the future is bright, but the present is bright, says the Lord. For I have shown my grace and I have shown forth my glory in your heart. And you've cried out to your father, Abba, Father. And that's the cry that the Spirit puts on the inside of you. And there are other utterances and other words and other declarations and other praises that you've not yet experienced But as you open your heart to me, says the Lord, my spirit will pour forth through you such praise and such glory that you'll stand back speechless almost, almost in amazement, but humbled and thrilled at the same time. Oh, glory to God. Father, we worship you. We worship you, oh Lord. Glory to God. And we submit ourselves to you and to your plan and to your ways. Learning the ways of the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit in line with your holy written word. Oh, glory to God. It both gives light and it gives enlightenment and it brings revelation and truth becomes settled and, and stored up on the inside for the time of opportunity for the time when the enemy might come against us. The word is stored up on the inside in the power of the Holy Ghost. And that word will be spoken in a time of trouble and the enemy will flee because he has no response. He has no answer and he has no power. So lift your hands, church, and just rejoice in the one who called you and the one who established you and the one who raised you up on high. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. We're not living in ordinary times. We're living in holy times. Oh yeah, there's darkness. In the time of Jesus, great darkness. But there arose a bright light. Glory to God. And light always arises in the darkness for the righteous. For those who know God. Oh hallelujah. We live in a dark land and a dark time in the natural realm. But in the church, we're living in a time of bright light. Bright glory. A time of visitation. A time of the glory and the power of God. So don't sit by idly. Don't sit back and let the time pass. And you'd have to look back on these days and say, Oh my, I was asleep. I didn't know what God was doing. But no, you'll be able to be a part. 
You'll be able to look back and say, oh, I'm so glad I yielded myself to the Holy Spirit and let his spirit, his presence, his word govern my life. You'll not have a time of regret, but a time of remembrance, glad remembrance. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.